Okay, assalamu alaikum and welcome to your Friday Power Call. Today we will be discussing After Difficulty Comes Ease, part three. This has been a three-part series. We listened, we started this on Wednesday and we will be finishing up today. So if you know anybody who's going through a little difficulty or if you know somebody who's going to go through difficulty, which is everybody, um, go ahead and send this link out. Please send this link out to about three to five people if y'all can. Let's get this thing up to 150 people this morning listening and tuning in to the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. Give us some guidance about after difficulty comes ease. And then if you are new and if you are not new, we want you guys to take notes. Every morning we want you guys to take notes because at the end we want to hear from you. Sort of like study group, God is going to put something in you that may not be hidden for somebody else. You're going through a different experience than somebody else. So something is going to always stand out differently for other people. So when we give our testimony off times, man, those testimonies are needed. Those perspectives are needed to put things in perspective. So uh, we're not even going to be labor our time here. Let's get right to the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan's message so let me get it pulled up for you and then we're going to get started this is going to take no longer than about 30 minutes for him to finish this message so we'll be on until about almost a little under nine and then we'll have a lot of time to to share so everybody don't be shy this morning now don't be shy this morning be willing to share okay here we go As Muslims, like the early Jews, we were kind of stuck on ourselves. Come on now. Yes, we, we have the truth. We are the righteous, you know. Look at that sister with that mini dress. Isn't she disgusting? Forgot how we used to put on the mini dress. I mean, not me. We acted kind of childlike. We had something very good, but we didn't sort of share it, you know? We had a nice school. The discipline was wonderful. The curriculum was wonderful, but we didn't let others share it. This is not a criticism. We had to get our own thing together. But now, we can't do that anymore. I saw a table come down from heaven. And it had all kind of meat on it. And I was told to eat. Not that I personally was told I'm giving you a picture of the scripture coming to life. Well, we, what, 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 we can't eat this. What? These people, they eat pork. What? That man was just snorting cocaine. I, I saw him, yes. I, that, uh, I saw that, that sister with a beer bottle in her hand. I can't hang out with her. I mean, after all. But when the nation broke up, Allah helped us to see that we were no better than the people we condemned. So we went back and got the cocaine, didn't we? Some of us. We went back and got the wine bottle and something else. So we don't have that old 
self-righteous posture anymore. I saw the table come out. We went back and got the wine. We went that we were no better than the bishop with her. I mean, after all. But when the nation broke up, Allah helped us to see that we were no better than the people we condemned. So we went back and got the cocaine, didn't some of us? We went back and got the wine bottle and something else. So we don't have that old self-righteous posture anymore. I saw the table come down from heaven and what God is saying, what I have cleansed, you have no right to turn it down. This is your family. Go out and embrace one another. So now the Muslims and Brother Farrakhan, I don't stay here. I come here every once in a while the Muslims see me. I know you're a little disappointed. That brother don't stay home. But see, my home is wherever black people are. You understand? And that's my home. So don't look for me to be all up here with you. And you are all here with me. That's our minister. Uh-uh. God didn't send me just to you. See, I belong to our people. Therefore, wherever our people are, if the mountain won't come to Muhammad, what must Muhammad do? Go to the mountain, brother. Okay. Now, two parables and we go. I ain't been home in so long, I can't help myself. Two parables. Moses in the Quran in the 18th chapter was traveling in search of knowledge. Do you remember the parable? Moses was kind of trifling, according to the parable. The wise man told him, look, Moses, you can't, in words, hang out with me. Moses said, oh, yeah, I can hang tough. This is a modern translation, of course. And, and Moses said, okay, man, walk with me. I, I, I'm almost willing to wager that you can't walk with me. So when they were walking, they came to a, a river, and a man had a boat. And the man was kind enough to take them across the river in his boat. When they got to the other side, the wise man put a hole in the boat, sunk the man's boat after the man let him use the boat to get across. Moses jumped in the man's face and said, this is a terrible thing that you have done. The man says, I told you, you wouldn't have patience with me. Oh, he said, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but, but that isn't too cool what you did. So they walked on a little further. This is really modern translation. <laughs> but I want you to get the principles, okay? <clears throat> Here's a woman and a husband, a man and a woman, they had a baby. And he meets the man, he meets the woman, he sees the baby. He causes the baby to die. The poor man and woman is grieving over the loss of the baby. Moses and the wise man keep walking. Moses jumped dead off and the wise man says, Now this is terrible. This is a grievous thing. You killed the woman's baby. He says, I told you that you could not have patience with me. 
Now, if you do this one more time, we'll have to part company. They went, and they were very, very hungry. And uh, they went to a place, and they asked the person, I guess, did you have any food? And the man wouldn't feed them. Wouldn't feed them. They went outside, and there was a wall torn down. And in the wall, there was a treasure. The wise man built the wall back up, hiding the treasure in the wall. Both of them hungry now. So Moses said, look. I, you know, look, we hungry. The man got a broke down wall. Why didn't you tell the man, lay some food on us, and we'll fix the wall. And then you see the treasure. And you didn't even take the treasure. You know what I mean? You build the wall back up. Oh, it sounds like us, don't it? <laughs> well, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad said, that's not a parable of Moses following the wise man, but that's a picture of a people who are given a messenger. And they don't have patience to wait for understanding of the things that the messenger is guided to do. And when God does a thing, he does it out of the comprehensiveness of his own knowledge. He has a consummate knowledge of the past, the present, and the future, and he makes a move today for tomorrow. You don't know tomorrow, hardly see today, not acquainted with yesterday. So you make a quick judgment and say, God, you are. Because you don't understand. You, you, you follow my point? All right, now tie that in with this verse of scripture. And we go. Oh, you who believe, should any one of you turn back from his religion, then Allah will bring a people whom he loves and who love him. Humble towards believers, mighty against the disbelievers, striving hard in Allah's way and not fearing the censure of any censurer. This is Allah's grace. He gives it to whom he pleases. And Allah is ample giving and knowing. Now we end. Don't you see, beloved, in your life and in mine, there are things that happen that you don't understand. And those things that happen in your personal life or in our national life that we don't understand, we do have a tendency to make a judgment. And sometimes we make such a harsh judgment, we turn away from a friend. We turn away from our mothers. We turn away from our fathers or our husbands or our wives because of something that came up that we don't understand. While if we could have just held on a little longer and had a little more patience, understanding might have come to show us the wisdom of God in what was done. Now, you see the picture. The wise man said to Moses, we must part company. And now I will explain to you why I did what I did. When the man took me across and you across in the boat, 
He was such a good man. And I knew that a wicked king was coming behind, confiscating the boats of the people. So I put a hole in the man's boat that the wicked king would not see it because it would be sunk. And when the wicked king would have passed over, that man could retrieve his boat, plug up the hole, and sail on. Would that you had patience with me. When I met this righteous couple who had a child, I saw that if the child were allowed to live, that child would grieve his righteous parents. So I took the life of that child in its youth. Yes, the parents were troubled, but they would have been more troubled had that child grown up to bring grief on the parents. But I also gave that parent, those parents, a righteous child that will make the parents happy. So the happiness and the joy of a righteous child will make them forget the loss of the child that they had. And now, when I got to that house and I saw the wall there with the treasure in the wall, you were thinking about your stomach. But I saw in the future, too often, boys, that that uh, 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 money was meant for. And I knew that if these in that house who were so nakedly had seen that treasure, they would have usurped it. So I built a wall around the treasure, knowing that at the proper time and under the right circumstances, those two orphan boys would find that wall and find that treasure. This is why you cannot have patience with me, because you see only today. You see only your need. You do not see what God sees. And so you must trust in God in order for God to guide you when you don't understand what he is doing. Now the meaning of that. Look at the nation of Islam. How we love the nation. Look at what Elijah Muhammad built up for black people. It was like a ship, an old ship of Zion that we were in. The ship never did get lost. A hole was put in it. And when a king would come that would not be righteous, confiscating the boats, I allowed this one to sink because when the wicked king would have done his job. All we would have to do is bring it up from the bottom, put a hole, uh, plug the hole back up, clean it up, and there would be your nation of Islam, never having gone any place. But you couldn't have patience with me. And there was a righteous parent, two of them, and they had a child. And that child was called the old nation of Islam. That child had become corrupt. And I knew that if the child had lived, it would have grieved its righteous parents, Master Farad Muhammad and the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. So I allowed that child to die, knowing that I'm going to bring up a new child, a new nation, 
that would give joy to those parents. And lastly, but not least, I know in order for that nation to survive, it's going to need money. And so I buried the treasure for that nation in a wall, and there were two little orphan boys deprived of both their mother and their father, knowing they have a nation on their shoulders. But I have prepared a treasure for them in advance. But I hid it, and at the proper time, under the right circumstances, they'll go to the right wall. And there will be the money needed to go on and build the nation. You see, you couldn't have patience with me. And because you did not have patience, we must part company. And many of us in advance. And so I buried the treasure for that nation in a wall. And lastly, but not least, I know in order for that nation to survive, it's going to need money. And so I buried the treasure for that nation in a wall, and there were two little orphan boys deprived of both their mother and their father, knowing they have a nation on their shoulders. But I have prepared a treasure for them in advance. But I hid it, and at the proper time, under the right circumstances, they'll go to the right wall. And there will be the money needed to go on and build the nation. You see, you couldn't have patience with me. And because you did not have patience, we must part company. And many of us parted company with the Honorable Elijah Muhammad and his teachings. So the Quran says, O oh, you who believe, should any one of you turn back from his religion, then Allah will bring a people whom he loves. When I hear Jesse Jackson, I hear a man who loves God. When I hear Pastor T.L. Barrett or Reverend Hardy or Reverend Franklin, I hear a man who loves God. So when you are consumed with the love of God, God loves you. Now look at what is to happen with that. Then you become humble toward believers. I have never seen in Nasi Asiel ben Israel the power of his ability to wage war. He has never seen that power in me. Because when we meet each other, we're too busy kissing, hugging. I don't mean it in no. No, I don't mean it in that way. When we embrace each other with love, we are humble toward each other because it is not necessary for us to show forth power with one another. When I meet you, I feel honest and truth, just like a little worm. I feel so small, I don't feel like no big shot because I'm in the presence of believing people. When you saw me on Nightline, you saw a different kind of man. Man, that's a different kind of man. You 
saw a man ready to go to war then. Well, I don't have to show you that because you're a believer in God. I'm facing the enemies of God now. Then you see coming out of a lamb, a lion. Why? Because I'm humble to the believer. But I will be mighty. God and God loves me. And so the scripture says of us, we strive hard in God's way. And look now, and we don't fear the censure of any censure. And it's true. I listen and I look at the things that they say about me and I laugh. I, 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 I tell you the truth, the best laughs that I have had in the last seven years is reading the cartoons that white folk have put in the paper with respect to Reverend Jackson and myself. They had a cartoon of me. Like a, I was like a bulldog in this cartoon. And I had my mouth open and it was red and livid and, 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 and saliva was coming down from my teeth, you know. And I had a little bow tie on, you know. <laughs> and Jesse had the bulldog boy and he was trying to hold the dog. But the dog, <laughs> the dog was about to eat up the press. The press was sitting in the chair. <laughs> When I read that, I just laughed. <laughs> they had another cartoon of Reverend Jackson and myself. We were hugging each other up, you know. He had his arm around me and I had my arm around him. And he was holding up a trophy. You know, it was around the time of the Oscars. He was the number one actor, you know what I mean? Performer. And I was holding mine up for the best supporting actor. <laughs> Then they had another one. Yeah, they had a little sign on top of my trophy saying, vote for Jesse or else. <laughs> and they had another one. Farrakhan looks bigger than life. I mean, a, huge, a man with huge shoulders. Big bow ties stretching across. And a white man is coming out of the polling booth. And my hand is, is behind my back, you know. But I look huge and I say to him, Oh, and, and by the way, who did you vote for? <laughs> man says, Ah, uh, uh, did you happen to vote for Jesse? Nah, nah. I voted for Mondale. And the next thing you see me with a scimitar and I had just lopped off this man's head. You see his head tumbling off. Firecon killed him because he didn't vote for Jesse. Then they had another one. Brother Firecon, he looking huge again, you know what I mean? Well, this is the way they see a man of truth. They see me looking huge. All the men around me looking huge, you know? And they have a sign on here saying, Ayatollah Farrakhan. 
for Jesse or else. <laughs> now, what they're saying, see, they don't realize what they're saying. The wise do. Ayatollah Farrakhan, the word Ayatollah means, Ayat means a sign. Ayatollah means a sign of Allah. This man here is standing behind the rostrum, they're saying, is a sign of God. Be careful. You lose your head over him. <laughs> see, the wise see it differently, but the funniest one of all, they have me in this paper. I have a big sign on here saying, Hi, I'm Louis Farrakhan. And then they have my mouth opened up. Looked like a cannon, you know. Long out here like this. This is my mouth. And smoke is coming out of my mouth. Meaning I had just blew somebody away, you know. And Jesse with his hand behind, one hand behind his back and his other hand in the pocket like this and said, and uh, we'll go on now to the next question. <laughs> Now, beloved, I've, I've really laughed heartily. But I want to say as I leave you that God has fixed it so for us that we're not afraid of their disapproval of us as long as we know that we are right. And because we're not afraid of their disapproval anymore, they become afraid of ours. You are a new generation. You represent a new day, a new world order. So lift up your heads and gird up your loins for a food is coming down from heaven that will ease our hearts and make us to know that what we learn from the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, it is the truth. Remember, after difficulty comes ease. And when you go through your trials and you go through your tribulations, don't curse God no matter how difficult it is. Say, I am from you. You are my patron. And whatever misfortune happens to be my lot in life, I will take the bitter with the sweet. I will take the joy with the sorrow. I will take the pain with the pleasure, knowing that it is you who are fashioning me. And I must come to you by the same way that you came to yourself. God bless you and keep you. Thank you for listening. Assalamu alaikum. All right, all right, all right. That is the end of this week's series. 
from the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. If you are on the Zoom right now and you have something that you would like to share, go ahead and raise your hand. Go ahead and raise your hand and share what stood out to you from the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. I'll start off with something that stood out for me. He said that um, when the nation broke up, Allah helped us to see we were no better than the people we condemned. We don't have that self-righteous posture no more. And what I got out of that is because I heard him talk about another lesson that the nation learned about, you know, submitting their will and worshiping only Allah. And through the fall, we was able to see that there was a lack in spiritual development. So a lot of people talk about, the, the, the oh, man, we used to have the land. We used to have the businesses. We used to have this. And why they ain't got that no more? And then you see how fast it was gone when the Honorable Elijah Muhammad departed and we think it's 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 a leadership problem oh see he's a better leader because of well he is the eternal leader he is our teacher but at the end of the day what 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 came out of that as well is that we were spiritually underdeveloped as well so it takes the spiritual development to even be able to maintain the economics that we had in his absence so Yes, it may have appeared that we were thriving and doing good because we had the land, but we didn't have all of our dependence in, in Allah. He wasn't the source for everyone's strength. And again, this is not me giving. This is the, 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 the revelation that the minister was getting after the fall. And so um, he also spoke about, Wallace, he also spoke about how, you know, we was training for the military, training to fight physically. And he said, he said, Wallace knocked us in the head. So he was able to throw a whole nation off mentally, spiritually. So we have to get there mentally and spiritually. He whooped us, beat us up through a word out there that took us off the path. So Allah through even what what appears to be difficulty, what appears to be negative, oh, the nation fell. That was a big lesson in that so that it can rise and what? Never fall again. So if he'll do that for his nation, if he'll do that for that which he came 9,000 miles to set up, you don't think he'll do that for us? Cause us to fall here and there? It's not so that we can, you know, we. this is how we are as Negroes. We see somebody fall. We want a nigga fall, and I hope you get your whooping and nigga burning hell. No, no, that ain't the. That's not the will. That's not the purpose of falling for the God. He has a. He has a, a good motive in causing difficulty. He has a good motive in in causing struggle. He want to see you rise back up again. We want to get nigga that nigga rob me. I hope he get robbed and and lose his house and lose his cause and and and, and never get now that ain't the motive of the God. God has a per he wants us to see something, get the lesson so that we can become better because he knows who we are by nature. So I just want to point that part out 
for anybody who may be going through your fall, who may be going through your, you know, hard trials, man, that God has a purpose for you. If you can get the lesson in it, we could have looked at the fall as, as and never, he could have never got that perspective. He could have never saw that. Okay. He wanted us to get something. He could have been, woe is me. All oh, the nation doesn't fail. Oh, it's over now. But because of that attitude, he's able to navigate and get the lesson properly. All right, go ahead, raise your hand. I only see Brother Wesley hand raised now. I know there's more that the minister done dropped that stood out for y'all. Let's go to let's go over to Brother Wesley. One, one, hold on one second. Let me get the screen on there. Boom. Okay, go ahead, Brother Wesley. Assalamu alaikum, family. Uh, what what stood out for me today, uh, which like I said, this whole lecture is beautiful, but just being able to not have that fear of what what will come against us, not being fearful of the enemy, not being fearful of the enemy and ourselves as well, as long as we're standing with Allah, as long as we're following the instructions and the guidance that the Honorable uh, Elijah Muhammad has taught the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, as long as we're standing on the side of Allah, we have nothing to fear in this world. Not that, just as the scriptures say, uh, weapons will, form, will be formed against you, but they won't prosper. But we can't be fearful of the forming of the weapon. We can't be fearful of the words and the the uh, discrediting that the enemy would do. We can't be fearful of these things. We have to be reliant on Allah completely um, in in what we're doing as well. And it's like like I wanted to just, uh, continue to say as well, just standing on the right side, being sure that we're doing what's right, constantly working on ourselves, constantly staying in prayer, constantly reading the Quran, constantly listening to these lectures and studying these lectures so that we can keep our mind renewed so that we can go through that transition as you've been break, breaking up, breaking down um, as well for us as well, that we don't judge people in their moment of transition or in their process of transition because we too are going through a transition as well so we have to remember that and understand that Allah is the most merciful so we need to be merciful with our people as well because we too can fall short like you brought up as well assalamu alaikum well praise be to Allah let's go over to sister Yusina Sister Yusina. I knew it wasn't me. So just to add to what Brother Wesley said, because um, that's where my mind was going, you know, for the believers, we, every day for us, we know is a jihad. And it's not the jihad on the outside, it's the jihad on the inside. So, Every morning we get up for Fajr prayer. And in that prayer, we say, I bear witness that there is no God but Allah, and I bear witness that Muhammad is his servant and messenger. So every day is a struggle. We, we don't get away from struggle because Allah says struggle is ordained. The only way to escape struggle is death. And, you know, unless we're trying to commit suicide, then we have to go through the pain of it. We, it's the same as giving birth to a child. It's, it's painful. It's hard the minister said that when a woman gives 
birth to a child, she goes to the death, she goes to the door of death just to bring life into existence. So how beautiful, but, but there's this baby, right? This beautiful baby. And the mother forgets the pain that she went through to give birth to this baby. Now, in the time she fought probably cussing and fussing because of the pain, because it's painful. But then you get this baby and they clean this baby up. It looks horrible when it comes out because it's covered in all the dross. But then that baby gets cleaned up and they put that baby on that mom's chest. And that baby nurses from that mother's breast. And as that baby is nursing from that mother's breast and she's sitting there and she's holding that baby, all the pain that she went through to get to that point, she ain't thinking about that no more. All she's thinking about is the joy, the victory, the blessing that comes from going through that. That's life. Once we come, once we come through the darkness of it, just think about all the stuff that Allah brought us through. All the pain that we go through, but that joy that comes in the morning. So every time we get in our, in our way, we block the universe's ability to give us what is just. And so if we stop trying to control everything, because you ain't controlling that baby coming through that womb, that baby's going to come anyway. So just like that, you pushing that baby, push through the darkness of whatever you're going through. And say, I know God is birthing me into something so beautiful that if I could just get through this painful part, I know my victory is near. So just get, I don't care how small it may seem, how big it may seem. I'm telling you, God has a purpose for each and every one of us. And he didn't bring us here to wallow in self-pity. He brought us here to be the victors. He brought us here to answer the cause of our ancestors. He brought us here so that everything we, we go through, we can testify of his amazing grace. Assalamualaikum. Walaikum salam. Yes, ma'am. Another thing that stood out for me was when the minister says, right after he was talking about um, we were no better than the people we condemned, we don't have that self-righteous posture no more. He said, what I have cleansed, speaking of the God, what I have cleansed, you have no right to turn it down. Go embrace one another. So, in another spot, I think this is from Closing the Gap. The minister says, well, beloved, beloved believers, if there are no unrighteous Muslims, why is the Muslim world in so much trouble? It is because we have become unrighteous. We have not followed the path of the prophets of God, so we have been made by Satan other than ourselves. But somebody is begging our pardon. The great Magdi who is on the scene today is not to condemn us for our sins. He came to save us from our sins and the sins of the enemy that we have learned to practice by being under their power and their rule. 
I beg your pardon, I never heard of one, which is from our English lesson C1. That means that God is going to forgive all of us for our sins if we turn from our wickedness and turn back to him. So that is a reminder for yourself, but also a reminder when we're going out there amongst our people. Yes, they in that condition. Yes, they done robbed. They done cheated. They done killed. They done steal. They done uh, manipulate all that type of stuff out there. We're going to see it all in the streets and in us. And they, we, shoot, we, we can't say just in the street, in us too. But he says, what I have cleansed, you have no right to turn it down. Go embrace one another. So remember that the same brother that you may be condemning, the same brother that you or sister that you're throwing away because of her mindset, the brother that you're throwing away because of his mindset, there are some of those characteristics up in you that has to be clean, cleansed. And if God came for them like he came for all of us, if we believe that, who are we to turn them down? Are we saying that God didn't know who he was coming to? He didn't know who he was dealing with. So let that be a reminder for us. And as, as we are in the price of redemption and remember, just join the donation. Don't make a brother clean this is a hospital i think brother jabril talked about that this is a hospital shoot just because you you don't stay at your english lesson c1 you don't your student enrollment you know the land is 57 million 255,000 square miles you know the water is 139 million 685,000 square yeah you can quote it but you still are being cleaned up we still are being redeemed we still are being Washed away. We still in our process and our transitional stage. So the same way we have to oftentimes be patient with our people. You got to be patient with your own brother and sister as well, because they were just a Negro just a couple of years ago. You've been a ne- they've been a Negro for 35 years and you think in two years they finna be a one. Come on, man. So be patient with one another and most importantly, be be patient with yourself. Be patient with yourself. And matter of fact, I want to play this clip from the minister. Speaking on difficulty. Uh, let me see. Let me put this up. I think this is going to be inspirational for y'all because it was inspirational for me when I first saw it. But I don't think I sent it to everybody. Check this clip out and then we're going to get to Sister Shireen. Let me try to find it. Where is it at? Check this. Check this clip out, y'all. This is going to be healing for the soul. All right. I'm gonna stand this. All right. Here you go. Cherish who you are. You're going to make mistakes. Don't worry about that. We all make them. If we were perfect, the Savior wouldn't have had to come. If we were clean, he wouldn't have to be merciful. (laughs) If If we didn't mess up, he wouldn't have to be asked for forgiveness. So since we ask for forgiveness, we ask him to show us mercy, Please, Allah, help us. We have been unjust to ourselves. And we confess our faults. Don't confess them to me. Because I don't want to hear them. It ain't none of my business. It's between you and your merciful God. So whenever you make a mistake and you fall down, don't stay down. Get back up. Dust yourself off. Go on in the closet or some special place 
where you can be quiet and talk to the one who came for you, came because he loved you, and came because in his mind, he looks beyond our faults and sees our need. And in his mind, he sees you how he's going to make you. He said, I can stand or sit on top of the mountain and say that the most beautiful nation is in the wilderness of North America. But don't let me catch you weighing other than yourself in regards to living the life and weighing properly. So the future is yours. Put your hands in Allah's hands. Hold his hand tight and know that if others fail you, Allah never will. Mm. Ain't that, ain't that some medicine for the soul, man? Ain't that, ain't that some ibuprofen for the soul? Oh, man, ain't that a mo... What they call that? Mocasin? Oh, you know I don't know all these, man. Man, ain't that some antibiotics for the soul, man? Godly. Woo! That's our father, man. All right, let's go to Sister Shireen. <laughs> Assalamu alaikum. Well, like, brother, so. you want to stop putting me in back? You put me in back of Brother Shakia. I had to come after him. Now I got I got to come after the minister. <laughs> like, what am I say? <laughs> How y'all doing? Happy Friday. Um, so I started out with just two things initially, but then now I got three things. First thing is, you know how in the nation, when someone gives us a compliment, we say, I'm just a reflection of you, brother, sister. Mm-hmm. That That's us. We reflections of these, um, uh, of our people in the world too, you know? So we not just reflections of the beautiful outer appearance. We also a reflection of that internal struggle of, of what our people experience and the outer struggle of what our people experience. We just don't show it. You know, but when we get in the house, sometimes we a hot mess, y'all. Well, I'm, I'm, I ain't gonna put that on y'all. I'm put that on myself. Um, second thing is avoidance is also a trial. So, you know, I told y'all before how I, I figured that I could outsmart God by not putting myself in trial by not, um, basically acting you know not doing certain things but when you don't do something you stand still and you you accelerate death right that's what the minister teaches us so um not doing that which we are called to do is also a trial because it it also causes a ripple effect and in the effect is you didn't know what god had intended for you to do but because you didn't do it, now you done jacked something else up out in the, in the uh, atmosphere and, you know, it causes problems. Um, then the last thing is, you know, sometimes when teachers teach, 
whether it's like English or math, we got to teach skills in isolation. So if I'm going to teach somebody how to write a paragraph, first I got to teach them the parts of speech so that they could put a sentence together. And same thing with math. If, if somebody's going to do an equation, you know, I got to know they know how to add, they know how to subtract, they know how to multiply or divide before I, I make them do this problem. Well, that's what the, the nation experienced early on. We learned things in isolation. And so the messenger, when he was teaching back then, you know, he taught prayer, but he didn't teach prayer the way we preach, where they teach it in the East, but he taught it in, in the way that is acceptable to Allah. And he taught different, he taught how to eat to live. He taught all these different things that seemed to be apart from what everybody else was doing. But then now in this time under the minister, now he's integrating all those things. And now we see people are vegan, people vegetarian, people don't do this. They don't do that. They homeschool. They, you know, so now we're in a time of integrating all the skills, all the lessons, all the um, high science that the most honorable Elijah Muhammad was teaching. And it, it, it put us in a bubble it set us apart from everybody. But now what we see now, everybody want to be like who? Us. Okay. As-salamu alaykum. Wa alaykum salam. Sister Christina. Oh, sorry about that. <laughs> Peace, everyone. Great morning. Um, what stands out for me on um, the number one thing is grace. And when I think of grace, um, I think of favor. And when I think of favor, you know, lots of people want to have money, want to be balling out of control, want to be flossing on everybody and everything like that. But I think of favor as what I get from God um, when I live life and I go through these lessons, you know, because life is not easy. God never did say life was going to be easy, but it's going to be well worth it. Um, so I think of favor as a sort of a sort of currency. And I actually think that favor is worth more than money because sometimes money is not going to get you out of things, but favor will. Um, that's number one. But then also, uh, fear no man. You know, if you live your life constricted by the, uh, uh, what is it, opinions of others, you're not going to go anywhere. You know, as the scripture of Proverbs 29, 25 says, it says, fear no man. It, it will become a snare. It will cycle you. And, um, you know, if you go ahead and you go by everybody's opinion, you won't realize the other scripture, Matthew 21, 42, the stone reject, rejected by the builders becomes the cornerstone. Mm. So that one person that you are judging because we judge, but we will be judged by that which we judge. Don't think it's not going to come back to you because that same thing that you're judging that person, just like the sister said before me. We're judging people because we're seeing the mirrors in front of our own face of things we don't like about ourselves. So nothing 
and no one is perfect. But isn't that the beauty of nature, everyone? What if a tree outside, every leaf was perfect? What if a human being, everyone you saw, was perfect? I mean, we're seeing AI technology and all the robotics. I mean, something about it is just eerie because we don't recognize as humans uh, real life as being symmetrical. So it's just eerie. So, I mean, I just really encourage everybody to enjoy the process of the journey because if we jump from point A to point all the way, you know, whatever, point Z, what beauty of life would there be? You know, we need to enjoy the present moment because the present moment is a gift. No one said, of course, we want to live for the future. Of course, we appreciate the past. But if we live in the past, we're going to be stuck. And if we're living for the future, we're not going to enjoy the present. And then, um, yeah, so that's all I had to say. <laughs> Very good teachings. Praise be to Allah. I seen somebody ask in the comment section the great question. Are there any in person? Now, yes, every Friday and Sunday, I've been inviting y'all to become my guest. So in the comment section, if you know you're interested in checking one of these study groups out in person, I want you to press the number three in the comment section. Come on now. If you, man, if you've been fired up by these power calls and you say, man, I want to, I want to go see what it's like in person in my local city on Friday or Sunday, I want you guys to press the number three. Or are we all bedside Baptists? Are we all bedside Baptists where we just tune, roll over and tune in on the phone and say, yeah, I went up, went on, went to church this morning. Come on now. Don't be bedside Baptists all your life. But for those who are pressing the number three, go to www.noistudygroup.com, www.noistudygroup.com. One of our sisters is going to reach out to you to help you find your local Muhammad mosque and give you the instructions. Uh, she's going to give you my ID number and have you send a picture. Now, I got something for y'all who going to go. If you go tonight, today is Friday, ain't it? If you go tonight at your local Muhammad mosque or study group if you go tonight or sunday because i know some people are busy on friday so if you go friday or sunday and you send a screenshot back to the sister who's going to reach out to you i'm going to sponsor your first message to the black man okay so all yeah if it man listen don't make me if it's 50 y'all i'm gonna have to go into my going to my savings but hey man i'm gonna do it hey listen everybody who goes this friday and this Sunday, send a picture back. I will sponsor your first book, Message to the Black Man, okay? So we're going to see because somebody went last Sunday, forgot to send a screenshot. We had about eight people that were supposed to go last time. Don't think they was able to make it there. So either this Friday or Sunday, whichever one y'all choose to go to, send a screenshot back to the sister with your sign-in sheet, your guest list, your guest sign-in sheet. Send it back so that we can have it on file. Get the proof, and man, we gonna, I'm going to send you your first message to the black man. But I wanted to veggie back because we, we don't piggyback in the power call. Okay, so we wanted to veggie back uh, what Sister Christina just said about uh, judging and uh, being a reflection of yourself. I want us to check out this small clip from the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan on not getting too self-righteous and... Um, and uh, we're going to get to Brother Keon. All right, here we go. So don't get too self-righteous because you cleaned up a notch or two. Because Allah will send 
you back into some wickedness. No, he won't send you. He will allow you to go into some wickedness that you didn't even think was in yourself. To show you you're not as clean as you thought you were. And what right you have to throw off on your brother when you are not maybe as good as your brother. So he brings you to nothing to humble you down and make you call for the one. See, the one is not going to come unless you call. Mm. So there it is. Just a reminder. Uh, brother, Ke- brother Keon, go ahead. He said anything but the biggie wiggy. Brother Keon, go ahead. Your, your signal coming in bad. Yeah. Yeah, it's real bad, brother. Yeah, try to come back. It's really choppy, choppy, choppy. All right, let's go to Brother Daniel. Assalamualaikum. Waalaikumsalam. Yes. Uh, dang, you keep adding those layers, bro. That was, that was some deep little sound bites you dropping. Great. Wow. Too, uh, it made me think upon the word... Um, all of it make me think about the word testimony. You know, the scripture said we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word about testimony. Mm. And when I look at the word testimony, you know, the, the suffix money is literally money, like alimony or matrimony. But the true money is hidden inside of our test. So, so how we look at our test, if we look at our test as something negative, we won't find the money. Because the money is always hidden in front of the test. And within my own life, I found out, which was so humbling, all my problems were artificially manufactured. I manufactured all my problems by my viewpoint of it, my perception of my problems. Because when I didn't take a lot of color and I viewed it and I judged it as something like an insurmountable tree, that became my biggest problem was how I judged it. The trader within myself made an interpretation that I was going to receive some gold somewhere else and some other place. Like once I get rid of it, once that, or if it wasn't there, but you know, like Jesus said in the gospel about the man, um, he said, how do you see men? And you can say, you can transpose that, but, but how do you see your problem? How do you see the problem in your brother or your sister? I saw him as trees, like insurmountable. Then he put, he knew he had to put, put some spittle on his eye. Then he asked him, how do you see, how do you see your problem now? Or how do you see men now? I see them as they are. And know as a, when, when, when I'm auditing someone, for example, I've learned to never judge the person. I always know no matter what they display, something happened to them. So I never judge the person. So when you play that clip, brother Ben, of one of when minister said the most beautiful nation is in the wilderness of North America. That meant he had to see something that wasn't on the surface. Mm. He had, he had to see something that you and I may not see when we pass and by the most devastated parts of our cities. Every time he was able to look at another black man or woman, he was able to see God because he had some spit on his eye. He was seeing clearly he saw it as it is. So, um, and that reminded me of when the minister talked about the cartoon pictures of 
the cartoon pictures of him and Jesse. He just took another viewpoint of everything. So no matter what lemons he saw that made him feel sour, he was able to see the lemons and knew that he had some honey inside his nature to make some lemonade. So I've learned that all my lemons can be used as lemonade. So the same lemons that make us feel sour now, if we know it's in our nature, we're able to make lemonade. And even the lemons in its raw state acts as a detoxifying element that can purify. That's why it says all the trials are necessary for um, purification. So when we have lemons in our life or the situation may seem sour, people are going to envy us when they see the lemonade, not knowing that that's where it came from. So um, Moses walking with the wise man, all that was patience. And um, last thing I want to say is about the patience, because I was thinking about when he said patience, because patience is to suffer without complaint. And the only way we're going to be able to suffer without complaint is that we have to have some spittle on our eyes so we can see our situation and see one another properly. Okay. Awesome like family. Well, like a salam. Brother Dan, you be teaching, don't it, man? I heard you say when you be uh, auditing people. So you 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 an auditor, brother Daniel? Yes, sir. Oh man, I, we was looking for an auditor. What's your availability to? I know it takes a, a minute. What's your availability to do some auditing? Uh, I. Whenever I know it's an audit session, I usually revolve my schedule around that audit schedule, unless it's, it's, it's conflicts with somebody else that I already got on the books. But um, I will um, make myself available. Okay. You in the Telegram, right? Uh, no, I'm not, unfortunately. Okay. You, uh, if, you can, if you can get in the Telegram and shoot, shoot me a message on Telegram, uh... Brother, brother Wesley, if you can put the Telegram link inside the chat, you got to just download the, the Telegram app and then, um, you know, uh, join the Telegram and get, in, get on the Telegram side. Yes, sir. All right. Brother, uh, brother Samuel. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum salam. I, I, I was happy to see my nephew join the call. I don't know if he's still on, though, but... Uh, what I was out and about, but what stood out while I was out and about was this comprehensive knowledge. And to me, it says we as students must um, learn to be patient, right? Uh, it's all right to have questions. You can make a judgment. It's just got to be judgment in the proper spirit, right? Because the, and the, uh, Moses and the wise man said, you have done a terrible thing, right? So he made a final judgment, right? right. And so... And so in learning, the Quran said we got to enjoy one another the truth and enjoy one another's patience because patience really is a virtue, right? So we got to make the right kind of judgment. We got to write the right, right kind of mindset. Um, and uh, that what stood out to me, right? Because if you don't have the right mindset, then you're going to depart ways from the teacher, right? Because you don't, it's like you're a student in the classroom. That teacher don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> Right. So if you think like that, well, you're not going to learn in that classroom. You're going to part way. But if you got the right mindset that you trust the teacher, you might not understand it now. You can question the teacher. That's OK. Question in the proper spirit. So I got that from it as well. And when I looked at the analogies uh, uh, with the, the 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 ship that got sunk, right, the uh, the son that got killed 
and the treasure that was in the wall, right? I looked at that as well as that that the treasure in our nation is in our structure. So if we adhere to the structure, there's a treasure that awaits us. We want stuff instant. We want stuff now, but we just got to adhere to the structure, keep our military mouth, right? I think that's the main thing I got out of it. And also what the criticism that the minister got, the cartoon, he found it as a source of entertainment. Most people would be stressed. He found it as a source of entertainment. What mindset should we have when we see people coming against us, right? Again, that beatitude, blessed are ye when people shall revile you, rebuke you, and say all manner of evil against you, rejoice. It's humorous and be exceedingly glad, right? And so, uh, and I heard the minister say once before, he said, we don't need your honor. God's honor is sufficient. So he's a beautiful example of that. And I, those are some things that I got from the call this morning. Thank you, sir. Assalamu alaikum. Well, Thank you, sir. Oh, we got the great sister Ataya on. Am I, am I saying that? Am I saying that right? We got to turn the unmute. Um, oh, sister Atia. Atia, there she go. Assalamualaikum, brother Ben. Waalaikum salam. Um, what stood out for me? Thanks for having me. What stood out for me um, is actually similar to what brother Samuel just said about how the minister was so entertained by the cartoons that they were making of him. I, you know, I'm younger, so I saw those cartoons later on in life after they weren't in the media anymore, but. Those cartoons were so offensive. They've always been so offensive to me. I hated them. But to see the minister laugh at it, I know I've watched that lecture before, but it never stuck out to me how the minister was genuinely laughing at those cartoons. Like, hey, if if that's what you need to believe about me, that's what you need to believe. And I'm, I'm going through some healing work myself. And I've come into the knowledge that I've been a people pleaser through my my life, not in the common sense of trying to make people happy or, you know, changing myself for them. But I'm a people pleaser in the sense that I like to have control over what people are thinking of me. Mm. And I like to know what people are thinking of me and, and be able to influence it. And um, what that stuck out to me because the minister didn't have any control over what people are writing about him, over the images that go down in history, over what people are putting out about him. That whether they're true and they're in the other people's perspective or untrue, the minister did not have control and he didn't try, strive to attain that control. He was seriously joyful over the fact that he is following what Allah has put in his path to do. And he's trusting he is trusting Allah completely to be able to handle anything else that comes. And I just found that so profound because being realizing that I'm a people pleaser it was a little shocking for me, but I think that control for me is the key part that to relinquish control and to just trust Allah fully. It doesn't matter what people say about me. It doesn't matter what people think of me. It, it does not matter that that's not my concern because Allah is handling it all. So that's what stuck out to me. And I'm a lead and I'm a stand on it. Okay. And they can get in my DM. You can get in my DM all you want every day. Hey, come on, man. That was woo. That's deep. That's a deep perspective. Not a people pleaser, but a people pleaser in the sense of I want to control the perspective of what people think about me. Oh, I got the perfect clip for that. Y'all know I got a clip clip for it. Here we go. Check them out. 
I've known what it's like to teach my heart out and have some of the people that I was teaching believe that I had taken their money and had some secret house somewhere. I lived under the envy and the jealousy of many who thought that the messenger favored me. But I worked through my pain because the cause for which I was raised is bigger than any Negro who could give me pain, bigger than any hypocrite or envious believer that did not like me. I don't give a damn who don't like me. If Allah loves me, what do I care? That's when you just striving to please. I'm a pleaser, all right. But with that, when we get to that point, that's when we just striving to please Allah. Hey, man, make a cartoon. I can't control what you do, but I can control what, a, what Allah knows about me by just me being a better person every day. Oh, man, the minister. I told, I told y'all the minister got something for everything we deal with, don't it? Man, if y'all... If y'all just look into the teachers, man, and get those little clips, he done, he done spoke on probably everything that we done went through. He may not be talking about TikTok and all that, you know. I can't give him a TikTok followers. Maybe he didn't talk about TikTok specifically, but he got some principles for us. Let's try Brother Keon again, Brother Keon. Let's come off, see if you can do it again. Yep. Yep. Yeah, it's bad this morning, brother. Yeah, we can't hear you. It's not coming in really good. All right, let's go to let's go to Sister Randisha. So Assalamualaikum family. So a few things that the ministers um stated that kind of stood out was that, you know, like even when those who said things against him is like he trained and he prepared and he didn't stop training. He didn't stop preparing himself. And I think that that is so beneficial to me today because, um, you know, in class sometimes is that, you know, sometimes we think that we receive the required training, never knowing that we need to elevate to another part of the training. We only stay limited in that training for a certain period of time. And as we continue to grow is, you know, um, the training developed. So I just think that that was just one of the things that stood out to me. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. Anybody else have, have anything that y'all would like to share? Let me check my notes and make sure I'm not missing anything. Anybody else want to raise your hand and share something? Okay, here it is. Here goes something else that stood out. Sometimes we make such a harsh judgment. We turn away from something that come up that came up that we don't understand when if we held on and had patience understanding might have come to us to show the wisdom of God uh and at that point the minister was talking about with your mother your father your friend your husband your wife he was talking about people close to you and you making judgment on people close. And of course, I'm pretty sure that goes to anybody. But he was talking about he mentioned specifically like people that was close. And he was like, sometimes we make such a harsh judgment on them. We turn away from something that came up 
we don't even understand. When if we held on and had patience, understanding might have come to show us the wisdom of God or why he, you know, in summary, you know, paraphrasing, permitted it to happen or uh, it was his active will for it to happen. So then he goes on to talk about Moses and the wise man and why he was judging the wise man. And he said, yes, the parents, he said, yes, the parents would have been more troubled, but they would have been, he said, yes, the parents were troubled about the child dying, right? Cause he was judging Moses about the, I mean, the wise man about the killing of the baby. So he says, yes, the, 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 the parents were troubled, but they would have been more troubled if they would have had the child that was taken away because he knew what the future held for them and that it was going to cause them to grieve because of how the child was going to be. So again, like brother Daniel says, surface level, you know, we can, it can appear to be something, but Allah is the best knower. And I've been, isn't there a place in closing the gap? Maybe one of the believers can help me out with this. Where is it stated where it says Allah would choose some, some that have no good and will, and will uh, permit them into the hereafter. Yeah, have y'all ever heard that? Maybe it's just me. But is that in closing the gap? Where is that stated? Have any other believers heard that where it stated that shoot some who we think have who who have no good, he will permit into the hereafter? Sister Yusina, I know you know. Yes, sir. The minister, he said that in the lecture. Um, if you give me a couple of days, I'll find it. Because okay. you know, I write down everything. But he also did he did state that in closing the gap. Um and he said it in believers meetings that Allah will remove some of us and place us and replace us with someone else. And there is written in the, also in the Holy Quran mm. as well. And um, it's a it's a bearing a witness of how when he, like he said in this part of the clip, how we can't become so self-righteous that we think that we are there because it, it ain't necessarily so that we've made it. We're all in a growing process, but I'll find it for you, brother. Then yes, ma'am. Thank you. Yeah, I thought I read yes. it in closing the gap. I've been I was going through closing the gap. Okay, let's go to brother Martin. Salam. Waalaikumsalam. Um, I, I I know we're on after difficulty comes ease, but it's also stated in the Quran that Allah leaves some of us in error for a duration period of time. And I don't know if you could put your hand on it now, Brother Ben, but could you pull up a clip of the minister on the extensive part of the trial? Because, you know, we 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 latch on to all the good, happy parts of the teachings, but the, the hard trials that are necessary to bring us to the state of purification and righteousness is where we need to be and reach and achieve and settle on that part. So like Well, like salam. Yes, sir. I, I got a clip for you. Uh let's go to Brother Samuel. This is part one. Salam alaikum. Well like salam. It's been a while. I've been tied up in the morning trying to get this this school open. But uh I thank a lot for your show and I listen whenever I can. Um, one thing that this whole thing about comprehensive knowledge reminds me of is a part of the human being is called the ego. And the ego is the part that defends what we believe about ourselves and others, right? 
sometimes our, we, our egos have been whipped in life, right? We've been mistreated. So we, we have maladaptive experiences that teach us um, to be spiteful and, and whatnot because, you know, that's how the world uh, treated us. Um, but the ego will defend anything that you believe about yourself or about anybody else. So even when Allah tells you something beautiful about yourself, it sometimes it's hard to believe. The Honorable Louis Farrakhan was told by the most Honorable Elijah Muhammad, brother, did you know you're an angel? And Honorable Louis Farrakhan couldn't countenance that. In fact, he just said that he, he had to overcome his tendency to reject the good things, right? And so our ego is a monster of good and a monster of bad. It can help you to defend the truth. What Allah has said about you, if you can take that to heart, or it can, it can help us defend the, defend the bad. And then it becomes a filter for everything. So I like this prayer, and I'm going to just advance it. And, oh, Allah, satisfy me what is lawful. Keep me away from what is prohibited. And make me free of want of that which is besides thee. And in that prayer, you're asking Allah to fix you. You're asking Allah to make you whole and healthy. And you're asking Allah to help you to see yourself and others correctly. It puts us very humble and very submissive and willing to be. Our mind is opened up to Allah's coloring as opposed to our own. And um, that can keep us from taking the posture that Moses had with the wise man. Moses uh, was filled with his own perspective and pain and fear and doubt, right? Doubt and suspicion. But, oh, when you seek in Allah's will and mind and, and you asking Allah to satisfy me, quench my thirst. Well, is that his is that his signal? Your signal like your signal went out, brother Samuel. Did you did you get the, the gist of it? Yeah, we it only cut off like maybe ten seconds ago. So whatever that last point was. Hey, just that Allah keeps us satisfied when we, and when we take on His coloring and He makes us happy and content, and then we are able to be led by Allah, right? And so that's it. May Allah continue to bless us all. Assalamu alaikum, family. Well, alaikum salam. Okay, so a sister, this is how the minister said it. That sister, Atalia. Sorry, I know I mess up names, man. Um, but she said Allah will pull someone out of the fire who has never done any good and save them. That's how he. That's how he stated it. He'll pull them out of the fire who hasn't done any good. And I was also striving to because as we, as we go through life and we do make mistakes and we do sin and we do mess up. He talks about also in closing the gap. I think that he, he talks about how to remove sin. And it was, he says something about through good deeds or through the resurrection, we remove those sins. Have y'all heard that? If y'all have, if y'all can put that in the chat as well, because as we go, as we grow, we going to make mistakes. So if we know the formula, how to get back on the right path. Now we know those who turn, those who are called by my name must turn, must humble themselves, seek my face, pray, turn from their wicked, wicked ways. Then I will forgive them and heal their land. So of course, turning from your wicked ways, that's what's going to be one of the things. But he specifically says something, I think it's in closing the gap. Uh, we, how to remove the sin, but I just don't know what chapter or whatever it is in closing the gap. Uh, but the brother, brother Martin wanted to, he said, I, oh, man, I want to hear that opposite side about, okay, yeah, God is good, but he also, I hear you, brother Martin. So here goes some clips that I have for you. Here it is. Let me tell you, when you kill a black man, 
That's some serious stuff, brother. Because God came to save the black man. And you gonna kill us because of your foolishness? Some of you won't get past this week. Some of you won't get past this week. You're gonna feel it. Whooping the hell out of you because you know better. Yeah, you're gonna take a woman out and blow her brains out because of some drugs that some family member messing up. So you're gonna kill somebody. I don't know whether the woman innocent or guilty, but I'm gonna take a woman out of the house and kidnap her and kill her. You think you're gonna get away with that crap? Now I'm gonna tell you what's gonna happen. You don't believe this white man is your enemy. So what God is gonna do, since you have become an enemy to yourself, God is gonna turn this white man loose on you. Since you like to kill, well, you can't outkill him. God got something for him, but he gonna make him whoop the hell out of you. When you see it happening, remember, you heard it here. Hey, going back to something that I think Brother Samuel said or somebody said, uh, this is in the youth. I think I was watching the youth, the justifiable homicide. Man, this quote was so powerful. The minister says, dang, I forgot how he said it. But he said, uh, this is the sin of thinking too little of yourself is equal to the sin of thinking too much of yourself. I said, oh, my God. See, we often, we, we often, we often talk about how bad it is for somebody to be big-headed. Oh, he arrogant. Oh, he think he, think he all that. But the minister gave us the balance that thinking too little of yourself is damn near the same of thinking too much of yourself. Oh, Woo, that was deep there, man. So whoever that was for, internalize that, man. Internalize that. He said, he said, it is the same as thinking too little of yourself. So balance. And here's something else that a brother, I don't know who said this. It was either on the phone, I was talking to somebody or something. But they talked, I think it was Captain Dennis. He called me the other day. You know, Captain Dennis, when he called, he be. But he was talking about upright. And he was talking about balance. And man, it was so dope. He said, when you when you are, you can't be too extreme. If you too extreme over here on the so-called righteous side, brother, I never do this. I brother, you know, I talk to the brothers talking down. That's too extreme. You're not upright. That's not balanced. But you can't be too far to the left. That's not balanced. So being upright is being is being balanced. So he was talking about, I think, what our conversation was about conflict resolution and using some of the words. If you go to them too clean using words and atonement, he said, no, conflict resolution, stopping the beef. That's what they understand. So if you try to come too righteous and too, you know, just too, too, too much above them, that's 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 unbalanced. So I like the way he broke it down. That was more he said, but he was just breaking down how upright is is a balance and it's not too extreme on either side and i've heard the minister say that as well even about the honorable Elijah muhammad and marcus garvey they talked about some extremes so like he said that he knew that they wouldn't give us you know those states he was just showing us what justice really is so we have those extremes of everybody going back to africa man what how much money would that really take so we have the extremes but we have to Find the balance it and see, okay, what can we actually do? Although we got the extreme. So I just want to bring that 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 part out about how he was relating that to being 
upright and striving to be upright and in balance. All right, let's go to Sister Shireen. Assalamu alaikum. Waalaikumsalam. Um, just want to lift something from Brother Jabril in the spirit of what um Sister Yasina said about each of us having a gift, and the other sister said about um us judging our uh you know wanting to control how people think about us. Brother Jabril. He said in um in a discussion, does God study? I believe it was that one. Um, we think God hit a thousand when he made the most honorable Elijah Muhammad. He he bet a thousand when he made Minister Farrakhan, but when they come to us, he don't know what he's doing. Mm. So that's like what you just said. It's a sin for us to think too little of ourselves. And sometimes we do that. Because we're comparing ourselves to somebody else who, in our eyes, is doing it right. They may be doing it right in our eyes, but how does Allah see what they're doing? So, like, what you're doing on this platform, that's for you to do. And if I come out and I say, I want to have a power call, but I'm not going to call it a power call. I'm going to call it the mighty call. And I'm going to imitate everything you do, then I'm not going to get the results that you get because I'm not doing it from the spirit that you're doing it from. I'm doing it from the spirit of I want to be like you, not the spirit of I want to do what God told me to do or called me to do. So we just got to appreciate and value each other's gifts and if I recognize that that's your gift, I'm going to let you keep that. And I'm not going to try and imitate it for the sake of blowing myself up and getting likes and going viral and, you know, all this foolishness. Because that's what our children think life is about now. They literally think that the answer to all of their problems is going viral. So they're doing literally anything to go viral. And viral is from virus. So, you know, they're going left and we got to pull them back. We can only pull them back if we each discover what is for us. Mind that out. And it don't have to be fully polished. <laughs> like, we're not going to be perfect doing it at first, you know, but we got to start doing it. And I'm really talking to myself. I really just got to start doing it and stop talking about doing it just do it assalamu alaikum Waalaikumsalam. yes ma'am all right uh brother brother daniel assalamu alaikum again uh i just had a quick thought um i thought upon the judgment and um you know when we make a judgment and you know it all has to be like you said, balanced. And I think that's the key word is balanced because, you know, um, when I make a judgment, it's like putting a period and it's cool to make a, put a period at the end of a sentence or uh, put a period at the end of a book. But the danger part is when the times when I will make a judgment, I mean, put a period or make a judgment when the sentence is not even complete. Uh, it's like making a judgment of a movie but the movie is still in the it's still in the middle of the movie. 
And I may think that the person is the villain is the villain, but I mean, I may think a person is a villain in the movie, but it's not even the right person. So I may have to, uh, what they call it, eat crow. I may have to, um, yeah, I might be wrong. So when I look at a sentence, everybody I see, uh, everybody I deal with, or even starting out with myself, is a sentence. But in, a, in order to a complete a sentence, because a sentence is a complete thought, but sentences connect the word to word senses. So we all have senses. So, and I may know, I may have to use all my senses to, to really know, I hear what you're saying. Okay, now, what are you feeling? How does this look? What does this smell like? So I can step into your shoes. That's why I rise above the most to the thinking of God. When I rise above my emotions and I step into your shoes and I get to feel what you felt, go back to what motivated you to do this. What caused your pain? And I can step into your shoes and I can feel all your senses. Now I can make an adequate judgment because I can realize I can see things as it is. I don't judge you based upon how you acting it out because now I know I'm getting a glimpse. I heard what you said, but I feel you. I feel your pain. I feel your joy. I feel you to the point where I can make an adequate, I can judge you properly. And one, one last thing I want to say, I had to do some auditing on a, a subject of communication. It's not, the, it's, it's a different type of auditing, but it's on communication, how to communicate with anybody about anything. And one thing I learned with things that I used to be shameful about, I found in the word shame is the word same. Are hidden in the word same so when i'm looking at another person and i can see the same that's in me i can see it in you i can see it a lot and i can get past i don't have the shame when i can know that the same essence that's inside me is the same essence in you so i can get to the root of why we do what we do and we'll see that there's well, i don't have no fear of hiding or uh, um hiding from you or uh, uh, Cause I, I know the same is it's the same, same that they say in Vietnam war, they say same, same. So it takes away the shame and we can judge one another properly when we know that we the same, the essence, because a lot is the only reality, but that was my thought, man. Yes, sir. Thank you. He deep, man. Um, you made me think about that Monique movie that came out on BET when you talked about not judging too early. See, many of us are judging the movie and the movie is not yet over. Your, your, your book has not fully been written and you're judging on chapter one. You go on chapter five and you don't close the book not realizing what's going to go down in chapter 15. So what comes to mind is on this movie, I forgot what the movie is called. It's that Monique movie where she's kind of like, it's like a, so, like a little semi-scary movie. But in the beginning, she's crying and she's talking about her children dying. They was killed. And she's I mean, she's at the table, seems like she's getting therapy all to find out at the plot twist. In the beginning, it appears that somebody else is stabbing her. Somebody else is doing this. Somebody else is harming her. But come to find out she was the one that was the murderer. She was the one that was the killer. So if you would have turned the clip off, turned the movie off within the first 10 minutes and then went on Facebook and then went to call your cousin them and went and called your homeboy and your homegirl and told them about what went on in the movie, gave them a summary, you actually would have been wrong because you didn't finish the movie. Yeah, it was called The Reading. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Reading. Damn, you ain't seen it yet. My bad. I'll spoiler alert. 
See y'all, it's y'all, y'all can't wait that long to go watch no movie. That movie came out almost a year ago. <laughs> but yeah, man, that that that's what that reminded me of. And that's and that's true. Um, and going back to self, we can't judge ourselves on our own chapter four. Allah is still helping you write your book. You judging yourself because you're not all the way where you want to be in chapter 10. Well, you still on chapter four. There's some more writing. That has to take place. And remember, family, a good story has what? An antagonist. All good stories have an antagonist. Watch. Even if it's me. Even if the, even if the person, the enemy, inner me is me. That's, that's what makes a good story. You going through and you ain't never made a mistake. You ain't never messed up. You just... I've never gotten to fight, never shot nobody, never been shot at, never robbed, never st- never done nothing wrong. That's a boring story. We learned this in school. You want to have an antagonist. You want to have a climax. You want to drop. I mean, you all that makes up a good story. Think about why we love the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. Oh, he came in. Blazing, the nation fell. He had the, the reefer in his hat band. He grew his hair back out. He got two guns and was going to do this. And then, oh, man, I had holes in the bottom of my shoes where I had to cover them with funny paper. We had to go by the trash can. Oh, we had to eat bean soup every day. Oh, I lost this. And then I had to rebuild it back up after three years. That's why we love the because of the story. It wasn't just, oh, he inherited the teachings and, oh, he put them in his seat. And as soon as he put him in the seat, it was a smooth sailing. No, there was trials. The fact that the minister had to go through trials, go through ups, go through downs. That's what makes him who he is today. Not all the good parts. So that's the same thing in our life. We can't cut the story, our, our own story off because we are in our, as we said in closing the gap, the transitional stage. We headed up to the climax and you about to end now. I was going to make a point, but I don't think that was going to be proper, but y'all kind of get. So, yes, this is okay. Anyway, so y'all get you headed up there and then you stop before you even get there. You know how they be mad. So, listen. Yeah, we're going to, but we're going to, all right, we're going to, this is the power call. Okay. But y'all get my point. Let's go over to, uh, let's go over to Brother Samuel. <laughs> yes, sir. Someone, uh, a couple um, comments ago inspired this comment as a teacher. I always tell my students, get comfortable being uncomfortable. Many times we, they think too little of themselves or they try to impress somebody else and worry about what somebody else think about them. They're too afraid to give a wrong answer. <laughs> I said, but uh, the thing, what they have to say is not valuable. But what you got to say is valuable because you are a lot, right? And when you put your spirit out there, it inspires stuff in other people. So they, that sparks another thought and the thought keeps on going, right? But but also as a teacher in that class, right? The teacher could be walking east and the student is in the west. But the teacher will lead the student teaching a great lesson, but you ain't reaching that student because the student on the other side of the town, right? But if you say something, even if you're wrong, at least the teacher know where you're at and know where to come to, right? So if we're working out our salvation, we are working out our knowledge in that classroom, right? So we just we we just can't be afraid can't be afraid to make mistakes. We can't be afraid of what other people think because a lot of times what you thinking the problem you have many students in the same class got the same problem, right? So don't worry about that. Keep your eyes focused on the teacher, 
and don't worry about mistakes because making mistakes, you're progress, right? So that's something about that. Somebody said earlier that brought that thought to mind. I just want to say that real quick. Thank you. Praise be to Allah. Thank you. Sister Yasina. Almost made me lose my point, Brother Ben. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. Absolutely amazing. Anyway, (laughs) but what Sister Shireen said earlier, um, it reminded me of in the Bible where Jesus trying to be holy and you and all my mind is only what you said. Um, (laughs) But what Jesus said to Philip, when he said, uh, have I, have I been such a, have I been such a long time with you returned Jesus without you really knowing me, Philip, the man who has seen, who has seen me has seen the father. How can you say, show us the father? Do you not believe that I am in the father and the father is in me? And he goes on and he tells the disciples, he says, greater, greater works that I do shall you do. And the minister has recently said that to us, um, the believers, that, you know, yes, we, he's doing great work, but he's here to show us that if we would submit, if we would turn ourselves to Allah, if we would just step out on faith and live our purpose, that the same things, the same miracles that we see him performing, There are miracles that if we would get out of our own way, we can be performing too and helping our people in the name of Allah. But it's easier to stand back and go, ooh, ah, and clap, you know, like the disciples did. That's why the minister called them lazy disciples, Negro disciples, because it was easier to stand back and look at him and praise him. But he's saying the same father that's in you This is the same that's in me. The same thing that the Honorable Elijah Muhammad taught me. He taught those that were with him during that time. The same teachings that he gave to me, I'm giving them back to you. Not for you to stand up and uh, me to stand up and just clap and go amazing. But for us to go, man, it's not my job to do the minister's job because I'm I'm not the minister. But I got a purpose. And then we'll see when we start stepping on our faith and living our purpose and doing what God has instructed us to do, whether that's us being an auditor and we're going out and we're healing our people. You're a doula, so you're going out helping to give birth to the gods, whether you're a therapist, a teacher, whatever we, whatever our mission is, if we're doing God's work, then we are, we're helping the minister. But when we're sitting back just clapping our hands, and marveling at his ma- his majesty or the majesty that Allah is bringing forth through him, then we're sentencing our own selves and we're sentencing our people to a steady death. Assalamualaikum. You muted, my brother. Me, I'm muted. Oh, okay. Uh, Sister Ida Kwame. So um, I just wanted to say that it's important that we keep some good energy also, just period, because sometimes we attract trials when we fill in for others, we attract their trials as well. Like literally, I used to ride down the street 
And I used to see somebody on the side of the road with a flat tire and be like, man, like really feeling them like, dang. And all of a sudden, I will literally get a flat tire because I put my energy in that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I literally would feel and give myself the feeling like, man, what if I like as if I was already going through it? So I was just like, man. Let me uh, change my mindset because I stopped doing that. Literally. I mean, I can have empathy for someone, but I stopped like literally putting my energy into that situation. If that makes sense, because it literally would come to my front door. So I had to be like, you know, I can empathize. And all I start doing is saying, Hey, Allah, thank you for everything I got. Anytime I see somebody going through it, I'm just grateful for what I have. I do empathize, but I don't give it all my energy. Aslam alaikum. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. Next, we got Sister Christina. Okay. <laughs> Not gonna need peace again. Um I would like to just um, say that, you know, we are created in the image of um, our own creator, not in the image of our own fellow men, our own fellow brothers and sisters. So it's easy to kind of get swayed when we're focused on our own paths and look left and right and say, well, they look a little bit further than I look, you know, and I kind of, you know, I kind of analyze it kind of like when I used to run track we start at different points um it doesn't mean that this one person it might be further than me um it might not be calculated exactly that same way if you will if you might think of it like that but also um pressure it either busts pipes or it creates diamonds pressure builds muscle you know the resistance and also um pearls were created through the agitation of grit so a lot of things come out of pressurized situations or agitated situations a lot of beautiful things come out of it and think about the things that come easy how fast they go and how how then you look back and you say, you know what? I really shouldn't have done that thing. That really didn't take that much work or take that much whatever. Uh, think about the beautiful things that take work, take endurance. When you win a race, like for people that have run, uh, run uh, either cross country or uh, short distance track or field or any sport, it takes endurance. And you are proud once you won that race. Yes, ma'am. Well, thank you. So, family, uh, that will be the wrap of the power call. It's almost time to wrap up. So, if you guys are interested in becoming my guest this Friday, well, to, tonight at your local Muhammad Master Study Group, or Sunday, if you can't make it tonight, go to www.noistudygroup.com, www.noistudygroup.com. Those of you all who go this Friday or this Sunday and you send back your screenshot, we will also, uh, I'll be sponsoring 
your first, well, if you don't have one, message to the black man in America. Of course, that's black woman as well. So don't think, oh, that's only for the male gender. No, it's for, you know, all of us to read. NYStudyGroup.com. And if you are on for your first time, thank you for coming this morning. Thank whoever invited you. And uh, we are here every Monday through Friday at 8 a.m. Central Time, God willing. And if there's any time where I'm changing that, uh, I'll let you guys know. I do want to let you guys know something. Uh, So as our numbers grow, so let me kind of explain to y'all. Y'all know I'm on the 50,000 text message, right? I want y'all to see something. I have the 50, I'm on, I want y'all to see proof. I'm on the $50,000, I'm on the 50,000 text messages a month. As y'all see, I'm already up to 43,000 text messages sent out. So the reason it's increasing like that is because the more people that text nation, the more messages that go out every morning. So like, it's not like I'm still sending out 200 a day like the beginning. Now I'm sending out. Now, of course, everybody don't be coming on. So that's the problem, too, because all these thousand people not even coming on every morning, which that was the case. But uh, the more people that join on, the more messages that's going to go out every morning. So that's why, just in case y'all wonder why I have to scale up as fast as I am, because the more people that text, the more messages they got to go out every morning. So I'm just letting y'all know it, it renews every day on the 7th. So if this runs out before the 7th, I will let y'all know because I'm probably not going to upgrade more because if we're going to be a day in there, $2,000 a month, we keep going up. So I'm going to try to keep around this 50000 mark. That's that's my goal. Um, but if 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 we run out and I let you guys know, hey, fam, I'm not going to text y'all tomorrow morning, just know to always come on at 8 a.m. Central Time. It's going to always be the same Zoom link and the same passcode for those who wonder. 8 a.m., whether if you get a text message or not, Come on at 8 a.m. every morning, uh, Central Time, okay? How about emails, Brother Ben? Now, emails are a little bit more complicated because I don't even check my own email. Let me show you. I mean, I got so many emails. Look look at my, look at this. Man, I am at 159,000 unread emails. Man, I can't do, I can't do emails, man. And 300 and some messages that's unopened. So, uh, text message, I just think is best. Everybody going to always have their phone. So, if you just text somebody, it's easy for them to just click the link. So, eventually, we may go to email and text as we scale this thing up. But for right now, we'll just do, <laughs> we'll just stick with the with the messages. But I thank you all for listening. I thank all of you all who support it. And I'll see you all Monday. Assalamu alaikum.